Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Tamitha Champagne Kane is the author of two adult novels and winner of the 2022 Florida Book Award, the 2020 Royal Palm Literary Award, and the Experience Poetry Competition. A musician and a former band leader, she graduated summa cum laude from the University of North Florida and has a BA in English. She writes book reviews for the Southern Literary Review and is a member of the Women's Fiction Writers Association, Women Writing the West, and Florida Writers Association. She and her husband live with their weirdly smart little dog in a hundred-year-old bungalow in North Florida. Welcome, Tamitha. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, first, I have to know about the weirdly smart little dog. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's very smart. She's only three, and she was a rescue. We did get her when she was only, I think, 10 weeks old, and she came from, they called it a hoarding situation Mm. (laughs) for a little thing. But we started, you know, teaching her little things. She picked everything up instantly. It's like she understood English. Hmm. And now every night she has this routine. She puts her own toys away every night. Oh, my and gosh. So my husband says, okay, we're going to go outside. We're going to go potty real quick. And sometimes they'll say, we're going to find a possum or something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then you're going to put your toys away. And she goes dashing outside. She goes potty real quick. And then she, I'm ready in front of her toy box, right? Because the kids are all grown and this is what we do with our evening. <laughs> I have her little handful of treats and she checks my hand to make sure I've got the treats in the hand because she's not doing it for nothing. <laughs> and she gets her toys and I'll say, you know, get the squirrel and she picks it up and puts it in the box and she gets a little piece of treat and she does all her treats like that. And then I have one special one and I'm like, okay, what's this one for? And she runs to her bed, gets in her bed, in her crate because she sleeps in her crate. And ways for her treat. And so anyway, she she just understands. She picks things up faster than a little kid sometimes. It's just so weird. It sounds to <laughs> me like she's faster than all of my kids put together. And I have four of them. It's amazing. And when our kids come over with their dog, we're like, your dog doesn't, your dog doesn't <laughs> just understand stuff. And they're like, no, you can barely get them to sit. That's hilarious. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. She's one of those dogs that probably should have been, you know, a movie dog or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That may actually be the most interesting thing about where you're from, because that's what I'm supposed to ask to begin with. So tell me, is there anything more interesting than that about where you're from? (laughs) Oh, no, where I'm from. Well, it's hard to sort of decide where I'm from because my dad was in the Air Force. And we moved a lot. You know, my whole childhood was moving around. And so we lived in four countries and Mm. seven different states before I graduated high school. But so where we live now in North Florida is where I've lived most of my life. So feels like home. It's where we raised our kids and everything. Mm -hmm. So here in North Florida feels like home. But you still can't get that same feeling that I see other people have when they were born and raised in a place and, you know, have that touchstone. I don't have that. For me, it's kind of funny because I get nostalgic for things like, you know, the base commissary or those (laughs) concrete buildings that most people think are just ugly. You know, there's something just kind of childhood nostalgia about those to me. So So was it your entire childhood until you were 18? Yes. Well, not quite 18. My dad retired, 
I think I was about 16. Okay. I was in high school when he graduated. So, well, yeah, you've so lived in um, a lot of places. So then I guess my next question, you've kind of moved me in a different direction from where I was going to go. But if you've lived in a okay. bunch of different places, I'd like to ask, where would you live other than North Florida? If you oh, could wow. choose anywhere to live in the world. Oh, you know, that's a really good question. And it's funny because I've just, I've been thinking about that recently because as a young person, when I had set writing aside to choose being a singer as my career, mm-hmm. my dream was to go to New York City. Growing up my whole life, I just knew I belonged in New York City. On Broadway? That was the place for me, Broadway or recording studios and you know, I just knew that that was what was going to happen. Even when we got married, that was the plan. And then God had a different plan. You know, man proposes, God disposes. <laughs> and, and we, you know, we weren't going to have children right away, but that's a long and a whole other story, you know, we could talk about, but life changed. And for a long time, I still kept having this sort of dream idea of New York City and how that would be where I would want to live. But Recently, I'm finding that that's changing and I'm feeling more like, you know, wouldn't it be lovely to live somewhere, you know, on a beach or (laughs) even someplace very remote where you had to drive a long time to get to Walmart (laughs) or Target or something, you know, to just, (laughs) I I think it's just that life the last few years has been so different that Mm -hmm. a lot of things about perspective has changed though. Yeah, I think that's happened to all of us. I have to say that I always wanted to live on a mountaintop, but I also recognize that I am far, far too forgetful to remember everything I need at Target. So I need to be 10 minutes from the mall. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know how to reconcile these two things. (laughs) I know it doesn't fit. Lately, I've told my husband, someplace remote, but where Amazon can reach us. That's true. That's true. Or, if you can or, wait or a Walmart day or two. Walmart Plus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's you funny. Could just, it would be okay to be forgetful. Yeah. Well, let's kind of focus in on your book, The Song of the Chimney Sweep. <laughs> Tell me what chapter or what part of the book sticks with you the most strongly. Okay. I thought that was going to be a difficult question, but then something popped into my head. And there's the, the chapter where the main character, Melody, goes to visit her mom at her house. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene is basically said in the house that I live in because her mom and her mom's character is sort of based on me and my experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that, well, I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> not everything about her, but, you know, her musician background and her experiences mm-hmm. as being a musician in Jacksonville. So that stands out to me. So give us like the one sentence rundown of this book. Oh, dear. I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a podcaster is looking into a cold case of a missing woman in North Florida. And in another timeline, a woman is having a very difficult romance, interracial romance, with a young man who goes on to become world famous. And then she spends her life behind the counter of a highway motel following his career. Mm -hmm. So we learn that she's the one who disappeared. She's the one who Melody is looking for. And there are actually two mysteries that will come together and be solved in very, I think, I hear it's a very satisfying way. Yeah. I loved this book. I thought the okay. characters were really, really engaging. And I thought the podcast was a very interesting way to structure it and a really cool framework to put it on all around. So oh, 
Tell me what was hard about writing this book for you. What was hard about it was that structure. For whatever reason, it felt going into it, you know, as I was trying to think of ways to tie these threads together and also give the reader the information they need at the right time. I ended up with this idea of dual timeline, but also having a transcript of the podcast Mm -hmm. as a way for the reader to experience the podcast and also Betty's diary. And so the most difficult thing was, you know, where to drop what piece Mm -hmm. of information, because there are the two different mysteries that are related. But once I sort of figured that out, figured out where different threads should be strengthened and where they should step back, then I felt that it was really, really the best way to tell this particular story. Well, it was very effective. You've got romances all the way through it, which is really lovely. (laughs) So tell me, who was it that encouraged you the most in doing writing? Because you have a BA in English. So did you always know you wanted to write? Did that come on later? Yeah, so I always was a strong writer. I was told I was, you know, as a student and as a lot of people who end up being writers probably also experience winning the local contests and those types of things, teachers that pull you aside. And I also, I was in choir and band and at a certain time, you know, you can't be that diversified in school. You have yeah. to pick what you're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, I had that dream of being a singer and writing just became, I wrote songs and put them in a drawer and I wrote short stories, put them in a drawer, poetry. And at some point I started a book that turned into the first novel that I ever wrote, which hasn't been published, but which was the one that won the Florida or the Royal Palm Literary Hmm. Award. But the person that encouraged me was my husband, you know, because it was a long time. It wasn't until after all the kids were basically out of college that I started writing full time. Yeah, And I used to own a custom cake shop, which was my way of contributing to the household without still being in a certain way, a stay-at-home mom, because I ran my own schedule. I didn't do it from home, but I could open and close my shop when I wanted because it was all custom. You are becoming more interesting to me every time you open your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) I I, I always tried to start some kind of business, I tell you. But anyway, but that one I did for a long time. I did it for 13 years. And that was a whole other career, you know, won awards for sugar art and was published in American Cake Decorating and all that, all that stuff. But I still... You know, I dropped the kids off at school. I was there to pick them up and I never had any employees. So it was just lock the door and leave it and yeah, work all night if I had to while everybody's asleep, that type of thing. But how did I get, I tend to do this. I go off on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were saying your husband encouraged no, you. Yeah. So it was my last wedding cake and I had written that first book that ended up, you know, winning the Royal Palm and decided I was going to do this full time and close the shop. All the kids were out of college, which was the point of that business to help them through school. And we delivered the last cake and he always helped me deliver the cake. And I got in the car and my husband had bought me this beautiful book and a pen with a thing. And it's, oh, I'm a, I don't want to even repeat it because I'll start crying. Just this beautiful thing about following your dreams and all this. So yeah, he's, we've been together since I was 18 and he was 16. And He's always been, you know, my biggest supporter. And so, yeah, there's no doubt. He well, it's no wonder you me. write romances into all of your books. <laughs> You're living oh, one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> He's a sweetie. He really is. Yeah, we've been married. This year was 33 years. And see, what you what you guys can't see out there, because you're just hearing this, is how young this woman looks. 
because yeah because we got married when i was 12 no (laughs) no (laughs) no but we i mean i was 20 years old when we got married so you know that's one good thing about having your kids young is people like there's no way you have kids that are 30 years old yep it's like because i'm 40 (laughs) (laughs) i mean not quite (laughs) but but, you know also you have to stay a little chubby like this This, that's helped (laughs) Okay, well, let's uh, start you didn't to tell wrap... them about that part. Yeah, right. Well, let's start to wrap things up. Tell us where's okay. the best place for people to find you online. That would probably be my website, which is just tamathacane.com. And then from there, you can follow me on Instagram. I tend to use Instagram most for social media and on Twitter and Facebook as well. Okay. So, in closing, tell us what book or story is inspiring you the most these days? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know about which one these days, because these days I'm for the first time in my life reading more than one book at once. Ah, fun. But the one book that I have found the most interesting just because of how I still can't figure out how he did it is Remains of the Day by Kazuo Ishiguro. Mm-hmm. And I remember starting out reading that book because I'd heard so much about it and thinking, well, I want to read something that makes me look smart. And and just starting it and thinking, okay, what's happening here? It just seems like just some fellow talking. And by the end of it, I just, my mind was just so blown. And I still go back to that in my mind and go back and read it every once in a while. Just for that, as a writer, you kind of get that feeling of what the writer must have gone through in his process by reading what they wrote. And so that book definitely is still the most inspiring, just as a piece of writing that I just cannot wrap my brain around, but in the best way. It sticks with you. That's very cool. I love it when people give recommendations for things that are really kind of classics that I haven't read yet. So thank you for that. I definitely recommend it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Author Express and good luck with whatever comes next for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. Interesting.